not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am not the one to Hey everyone, welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella, Lacey. And Rashawn. <clears throat> and, and Rashawn. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little something in my throat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so how's everyone doing? <laughs> I'm doing better now. (laughs) You guys been checking anything out? I just started watching Mm -hmm. Cursed Films. It's on Shudder. It's a five-part documentary. It covers different films that reportedly or mysteriously have a reputation of like cursed film sets. Like Poltergeist and stuff? Yeah, it does Poltergeist. That that sounds good. It starts Mm -hmm. with The Exorcist. It does The Omen. The crow. Yo. Some of them are like crazy. I want to check that out. On yes. Shutter? Yeah, on Shutter. Yo. All right. And some of them are some of the stuff I knew, like some of the deaths on, on Poltergeist and some of the incidents mm-hmm. on The Exorcist I knew. And some of them are just really, really creepy. And if you believe in that stuff, it's it's really interesting watch. Do you believe in it? Um, the one that really got me was the omen. Oh, I don't think I know about that. It's Rashawn and I do not do demon stuff. I, I don't fuck with the demons. <laughs> man. And well, some of the deaths, like there's a scene in The Omen where someone is, uh, if you've never seen The Omen, sorry, but they're decapitated <laughs> with a plate of glass. Mm-hmm. And someone in the crew was decapitated <gasps> in in the same way near a street that was named omen o-m-e-n-n no. that's kind of nuts yo was, can we watch this lacy that's kind of nuts it was 66.6 miles <gasps> away from the next destination no way no yeah so it's stuff like that that makes you think i know there's a lot of skeptics and then there's yeah but you you're watching this but the actual facts of what happens on the set and and like after the production it's it's crazy it's a really yo. interesting watch okay and they're only about 30 minutes each. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm about it. Nice. Lacey and I checked out the first episode of Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. baby. <laughs> yes. So good. I liked it a lot. I hesitate to say love it. Mm-mm. I had one problem with it, and I understand it's a pilot. But if I remember correctly, I could be proven wrong. And if this is wrong, then my point is null. But I think it was ordered to series. And when right away and when shows are ordered to series i'm a little less forgiving with how exposition heavy pilots are and boy the first half of that pilot the first two-thirds of that pilot was kind of mind-numbing exposition they they blow through a lot of exposition yeah Yeah. i raced through the book i finished the book in about three days right i'm still waiting for it rashawn i'm I'm gonna get it to you i'm gonna get it to you (laughs) (laughs) but the book is kind of told and this is not a spoiler but the book is kind of told in these vignettes where Mm -hmm. all of the adventures that they go on are kind of 
beginning, middle, and end, and they clip to the next story, all with the same characters. But they all kind of experience these instances in different ways, and mm. they're kind of told in short stories. Okay. Knowing yeah, the that, first... that makes a little more sense then, because the yeah. first episode kind of was a little self-contained. It yeah. was like a whole little movie. Yeah. Yeah. Episode. Yeah, okay, everything that you little... saw in the first episode is over and done with in the first four or five chapters. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, because once it once it picked up, once they got to the woods, yeah, that was Ooh. all gas, no breaks, and I yeah. loved it. It's but the great. beginning the beginning kind of dragged a little bit for me. But I'm, I I I very liked it. I don't know if I'll say love it, but <laughs> I liked the beginning. I loved the ending. I very liked it. Uh, very, this is not a grammar podcast. <laughs> this is not a grammar podcast. <laughs> it's also just visually stunning. Oh my god! Like so everything good. from I mean the actors stunning, costuming Switch. stunning, the set dressings like everything down to the little spider webby corners. Yeah, everything yep. is just so... The cinematography mm-hmm. was oh, fantastic. So beautiful. Yeah, it's great. I'd I'm shout in. out to Journey Smollett, who is, yes! plays Letitia, and I she's my favorite character in the whole book. Her she her, wrecks it, too. Her, her sister. So she's yeah. so good. I'm, I'm really excited for for the rest of the show. It's going to be great. Okay, that's it's getting, it's getting a little too friendly, so <laughs> what are we fighting about today? <laughs> oh, Joshua... <laughs> you know what? Actually, Rashawn, can I huh. toss it to Carmela? Carmela, what are we fighting uh, about today? <laughs> the Avengers! <laughs> You're here with the mission, sir? Trying to get me back in the world? Trying to save it. Doctor, we need you to come in. What if I say no? I'll persuade you. What are you asking me to do? It's called the Avengers Initiative. I thought I didn't qualify. Apparently I'm, what is it, volatile, self-obsessed, and don't play well with others. I'm going to do the synopsis for the sake of tradition, but... If you, whatever. The Avengers is in 2012. Get off your high comic book horse, Josh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It made $800 billion. What are you talking about? Everybody's seen it. Everybody's seen it. Well, okay. Well, the, the Avengers most, is a 2012 <laughs> action, yeah. Action movie uh, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, Samuel Jackson, Kobe Smulders, Clark Gregg, and a bunch more people. Uh, obviously, takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after the first few Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. It's their first meeting. Loki, Thor's adopted brother, has got his hands on a powerful weapon, opens a portal, aliens attack New York, the Avengers form for the first time to save the day. Let me tell you guys. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, for the uninitiated, for the unaware, I'm a very, very, very big comic book fan. And I, I don't mean, <laughs> obviously, I mean comic book movies, yes, but I'm a very big comic book fan, period. Like, mm-hmm. actual OG uh, paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this this movie does hold a very special 
place in my heart. One, because it's the Avengers and I'm a Marvel fanboy before DC. But two, I got to watch this for the first time with my dad, and my dad also introduced me Aww. to comic books. So it was very a very special experience. Did he love it? Oh yeah. He's 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 I've surpassed him in love of comic books, but he goes toe for toe with me for love of movies and the MCU. Mm-hmm. Hi Jeff. Hi Jeff. Shouts out to <laughs> What's Jeff. Up, Jeff? Hey, Jeff, you're a real one. It's going to be hard to focus on just the movie because the scope of what this movie did and the doors this movie opened is going to kind of be hard to stay focused on. I'm going to try mm-hmm. my best not to start creeping into movies after the Avengers. We'll touch on movies before the Avengers, but down the line, we'll, I'm sure we'll be doing Endgame and Civil War and all those at some point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and stay Avengers and before for this. Mm-hmm. It was very clear upon watching the different styles that Joss Whedon and the Russo brothers and every other comic book movie creators have made. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know I'm, I just said I'm not going to go to feature movies and I immediately <laughs> went to feature movies. <laughs> Starts naming new directors. Here's my thing. I saw this movie when it first came out in 2012 and I had no interest in watching any other comic book movies at all until I, Josh and I were living in the same state again. And, you know, he's so excited about them and passionate about them. And post-Avengers, mm. I have become equally as excited about the movies and their releases. I think we've gone to, gosh, what, half a dozen midnight releases of Marvel if movies? More. If not mm-hmm. more. Yeah. More um, likely than not, we go to the midnight Were you all dressed up? Yeah. No, but I wore a <laughs> Hawkeye shirt. There you, go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But I don't feel like this movie does what <laughs> following movies do for comic book storytelling. And and this is someone who's not a comic book nerd who doesn't have that background. The first this movie just is kind of eh the whole time. Oh, yeah. Can we get a zoom in on Josh's face? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, here's the thing, too, is I'm, I'm ready for this argument because the movies have just gotten better. So I'm, I'm fully aware that in the scope of, like we said, Endgame and all the other ones, it's hard to re- retract and come back to the original Avengers. Once you said that you wanted to do the Avengers, I went back this past week and I watched all of phase one. Nice. Dang. Phase one. All of phase one, which That's is... what they're called, Carmella. <laughs> 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 it's also a reference it, it, to something that happens in the movie when they talk, you know, it whatever. Is. <laughs> hmm. Which I didn't catch the first time around. And now no, me neither. I, I got I questions, so we'll just... Okay. Yeah, we'll just hold on to <laughs> Me too, Mel. It's okay, me too. <laughs> so phase one is uh, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor... And Captain America, the first Avenger. Yep. Mm. And so I went through all of those leading up to when Mel and I watched the Avengers. I had never seen the first Avenger, Captain America. Right. Surprisingly, because the two Captain America sequels are two of my favorites. No. Oh, yeah. um, but having rewatched everything for the first time, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, Jump on Lacey's meh and, yeah! and kind of kind of double up on it. Yeah. I do like this movie. 
everything leading up to it is very much in hindsight, which is not fair. But in hindsight, with the 22 movies that we have now, it very much seems like a groundwork for, right. for mm-hmm. what's to come. And a very solid groundwork. Yeah. But I one thing I did not realize the first time around, because you're watching them years apart, is all of the first four movies are very much focused on war and the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so heavy from Iron Man all the way up to Captain America, which is just straight up a war movie yeah. mm-hmm. with a superhero in it, which is fine. I just didn't realize that it was very much like rah-rah America war. Yeah. <laughs> Car- <laughs> Carmela, in-, in case you're wondering, uh, Tony Stark originally makes his money from being an arms dealer. Oh, Huh. That's she doesn't care. Um, I will <laughs> talk talk us through your journey, Mel. Whoa, because I've seen Age of Ultron, and um, which is after this. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Endgame and Infinity War. I've seen those, so I assumed that I had seen this one too. Well, thirty minutes into this movie, I realized <laughs> I hadn't <laughs> because I already thought the Avengers knew each other, like they were old pals. <laughs> I high didn't, school reunion and shit i didn't realize that they were meeting for the first time while i do agree that the movie was meh i also was like i don't know if it's meh or if it's just not my type of movie that i would necessarily want to watch on my own so i i wasn't sure how i felt about that but when they go to new york and shit starts getting real i was like okay i'm with it i'm here okay yes so here's the thing I like I said I love I have loved all of the following movies. Mm-hmm. I think what this movie does it's a comic book movie and it's not a movie that caters to comic books if that makes sense. Okay, my turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will I will agree Lacey and I talked about this before the recording that that's this is exactly right. The Avengers feels like a comic book movie while other movies down the line feel like movies that happen to be based on comics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will say, I can see where someone who's not initiated in all of this may think it's meh. Not that it's intentionally meh, but I think it's a very calculated slow burn. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Battle of New York is pivotal, and it's important, and it's exciting, but the hour of exposition beforehand has to happen. Not only for this movie, but for the rest of the movies. They they already have a 20-movie arc planned by the time they make the Avengers, as seen in some of the post-credits and as seen in some of the stuff in the movie itself. What, Carmela? <laughs> I'm looking at Lacey. <laughs> what, do you disagree? Does it need... Okay, the movie is two hours and 24 minutes long. What would you take out? Everything in the middle. <laughs> what? What's everything in the middle? <laughs> I love, so I love all of the introductions to the characters that we get. I love Black Widow having to go off to get Bruce Banner. I love seeing all the new interactions happening. Then take me to New York. Get to the conflict. That there's- what the hell? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, what? I'm going to... Okay, but I'm kind of gonna not be on your team anymore, Lacey. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> jump ship real quick. You, I you, know because I'm the opposite. I love the first hour and forty five minutes, and then when you get to New York, I don't care. 
What the hell? Because you, you hate when things start getting destroyed. I don't like just blowing <laughs> shit up and buildings <laughs> falling. I am, I'm not about it. I'm not I will about say, it. again, <laughs> to touch on future movies, they, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy that that aspect gets touched on Ultron and, and movies after. I will agree with you that, yeah. like, there is too, it, there's a there's a team of in the comics and there was a a planned workplace sitcom I think it's called Damage Control. There's a planned workplace sitcom to follow. It's a, it's about a crew of, of people who have to f- clean, clean up, up after superheroes. <laughs> Wasn't there a, there was a show on NBC? It, it didn't Powerless last very that long. was yeah. based in DC. Yeah, and that ah, was about okay. people that worked at Wayne Enterprises. But okay. they did still touch on Damage Control and Spider Man. That's where adrian tombs michael keaton's vulture he works and he's cleaning up that's where he steals all whatever uh (laughs) he's like stopping himself from nerding out so hard right yeah i just want to talk about michael keaton all right um (laughs) i will but that's the thing is it's hard to to look back at something like this with the knowledge of of the later movies because this long hour of exposition doesn't seem necessary when you have Tony Stark circa Endgame. But in Iron Man 1 and 2, Tony Stark's a fucking asshole. Like, the entire time. And so you need need an inciting incident. You need something happen for him to play nice and play... Remember, he was such a dick that they basically were like, you're not going to be an Avenger. And then things got so bad they needed him, he still wasn't playing nice. He was trying to... He was egging on Bruce the entire time, trying to get him to turn into Hulk... Something had to happen, and it's a very, I don't want to call it easy, but it's a very, Joss Whedon does this in most of his properties. He, he makes you love a character, then kills him off to make <laughs> you feel. And I get it, it's a plot device. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I think it could have been written in a way that you didn't need a, a, a random death, maybe, to set them off. Oh, but, oh the, the dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, Agent Coulson. I I love all that though. I love the um intros. Well, you fell for it. I did. I love the intros. I didn't see any of the strings being pulled. I love the intros, like Lacey said. I love Wait, what strings? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Just the, like the The metaphorical strings. The metaphorical strings. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the intros. I love the fight in the woods. The fight I, in the woods is fantastic. I love everything in the hangar. I think because I think it's all rooted in character that even yeah. if you haven't watched the fir- the four movies before, I think their banter is so um, I don't want to see realistic because they're superheroes, but it's it's very engaging and it's all true to who they are. Like mm-hmm. you've you've been with these guys for four movies and now they're all clashing together. And of course, it's not going to work, you know. Right. OK, and, time. Oh, what? what? You're, no. You're oh, right. I was going to say that i feel like okay so i haven't seen a lot of the movies that preceded this <laughs> mm-hmm. but when i was watching it i was thinking okay imagine that i had and i was like <laughs> a super comic book fan i would probably be super jazzed about this movie that, because they're yeah. like all of your favorite people in one movie yeah that's the thing too you got to try and step back is as late as 2012 the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were very good and the X-Men movies were very good. And X-Men is kind of touches on this because they're a team, but they're also the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Something like this had never been done successfully yeah. to get multiple movies converging into one movie and 
the circle shot. It's cheesy now, but the Battle of New York, the circle shot where they're finally standing back to back to back, was a big deal. Oh, yeah. no, it's still like watching it. Yeah. You're like that. Total... And it's iconic. I was going to say it gave me a huge Marvel boner. So it's OK that we turned out. <laughs> Keep that in. Oh, I can cut that and put that in. <laughs> OK, time to touch on my issue. Parentheses. Parentheses. <laughs> I am a huge Hawkeye fan. Those Eesh. of you that know me know this. I yeah. have an arrow tattoo, which is one part for Lacey, one part for Hawkeye. Oh, uh, oh. be cuter. <laughs> I do not like how they portrayed Hawkeye in this movie. Ugh, not at all. Why? Especially you... once you read the comics. Mind control aside, there are multiple versions of the Marvel Universe. There's the ultimate, there's the standard, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. They kind of framed him in the as the ultimate Hawkeye, which is a lot edgier. He wears red sunglasses. He has a gun mm-hmm. on his hip. But the problem is... Robert Downey Jr. is so good at quips, Tony Stark became this quip machine, which he is not originally in the comics, which is mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. He, they, he has since become that. But in the comics, a lot of the quipping is done by Hawkeye. And it's funny because he's got a bow and arrow and he's in the back. He's the only human. And he's this quip machine. He annoys team members to the point he quips so much. And in lieu of Robert Downey Jr. getting all these, they gave, I could think of one, the entire movie that they gave Jeremy Renner. Is it the one between him and Black, Black Widow? Widow? Where he's like, you and I remember... Uh, no, not even that. Budapest very differently. Not even that. It's when Thor comes down in the Battle of New York and he's like, I want Loki. And he's like, get in line. Mm. That's it. Is that a problem with the movie, though? A little if bit. You... A problem with the writing, a problem... I mean, it's... But I've it's never... Prob- like, I have no knowledge of that except that very thick comic that you lent me. Which <laughs> 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 I read. I'm Hawkeye. Um, but I mean, not knowing that, I wouldn't. I guess yeah. there's nothing wrong with Hawkeye's character. But th- I I would agree with you, Rashawn. But all of the other characters in this grouping, like you said, are so distinct and so their their characters are so well fleshed out and so specific that He's a little boring. Yeah, he just kind of blends into the background without a real identity and i have read that anthology of hawkeye comics because of josh and i laughed my way through it i was devastated at deaths that happened in it clint barton is is an exceptionally funny and deep character that we don't even get a glimpse of really until endgame when his family spoilers disappear yeah. What? And, then, <laughs> and I will say again to touch on future movies, they do a great job of expanding him in Ultron when he's yeah. sort of mentoring Scarlet Witch. I, I think, think it's a, a situation where he's a victim to there's you know five other characters. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Four of which had a full movie to flesh out. Yeah, and I and I you know this may be giving them too much benefit of the doubt, but in the comics, Hawkeye does start as a villain. And then decides to join the Avengers and switch teams. Mm. This may that may be an homage to the comics. I'm gonna pretend it is because it makes me feel better. <laughs> Didn't Jeremy Renner though almost hated- quit after this movie? Yeah. Why? Signed on to be a, a founding Avenger, and he was a, a mind controlled drone for the first two thirds of well, it. Chill, girl. <laughs> Let me get in there. Right? Give me a bow and arrow. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> So, real quick, 
Yeah, what are your questions? Let's touch on Carmel's questions. So he's he's in this mind control, right? He's got the blue contacts. He's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. 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 I think you might you're you're inching closer to my biggest problem with the movie. Um, <laughs> he's under mind control for at least an hour and thirty minutes into the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Scar Joe <laughs> walks up <laughs> to him. Pops yeah. him in the face, and he's like, "Oh, that is my biggest problem in the movie." <laughs> oh, who cares, you guys? A scepter powered it's by stupid an infinity Rashawn. stone. Yes, an infinity it's the stone. whole movie stupid. Like, no, 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 there's, no, no, no. A, there's a big no. lighty thing shooting into the sky. Yeah, my thing is, I'm cool with him being knocked out and going back to normal. A scepter no. held by a, a demigod, powered by an infinity stone. Uh, induces mind control and can be reversed by one big bonk. That's it. Because (laughs) I have a problem with that because you have homeboy, um, Pennywise's dad, what's his name? The other... (laughs) (laughs) The other... The other guy. Still in Sars guy. Yes. He is out on a mountain with still just doing... Or like a hill or I don't know. He's Oh, he's at um, Stark Studios. (laughs) <laughs> you mean the end? I He's want, on top of Stark Tower. I want Carmella's yeah. version of this movie so bad. He's on Stark Tower. Oh, yeah, I should have let been... Carmella do this. He's so on a mountain <laughs> in Stark Studios. <laughs> okay, he is fully... Is where they filmed Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> he is fully under my control this whole time. He uh-huh. has been hit. He has been everything. And still, he's under this spell. But Hawkeye, Selvig all he doesn't got get hit. Huh? When does Selvig get hit? I mean, he gets like blasted enough that yeah, like, he gets hit like, a wall. jostled to the ground. Right? Yeah, that it's like yeah. okay, all it takes is a punch to get you out of this mind control. One big bonk. Yeah. One big bonk. That this that homeboy <laughs> at Stark Stark Studios, he would be okay. He would be snapped out of it by this time. Well, I guess now that you're saying that, I didn't even think about this. Is there a time when he snaps out of it? Because he tells. Black Widow, how to shut it down? Yeah, because she she like kicks him into a like yeah. a little thing. So another mm-hmm. big bonk. He hits his mm-hmm. head. I don't. I this is a nitpick that all three of you are just. This is relax. A, this I is have a another nitpick. nitpick. Okay. Yo, you go ahead. Mel. No, I was gonna say this is just a nitpick that we are asked to suspend our disbelief for two hours and twelve 25. minutes. You said twenty five. Twenty five minutes that anything could happen. So. You can put in there that like, oh, the only way to get them out of this mind control is to have Dr. Banner hook them up to this fucking machine. And then who what? cares? You who can has make time for all that. I mean, apparently we do with two hours yeah. and five minutes. <laughs> well, we and we can... would be a three hour movie. It doesn't even have to be like this huge explanation. It could be something simple, but I'm not taking it as a huge bonk. To be like, oh, I, that's I think it. they maybe accidentally wrote themselves into a corner because typically with something like this, you would see the mind control get reversed by something happening to the scepter, someone breaking it or or, or crushing it or whatever. Right. But then they, in turn, made it so the scepter was the only thing that could break the barrier to the portal. So they had to resort, which none which of, is like a, no, none but, of that makes sense. Mm, mm, <laughs> Sorry, Lacey, go. This is my other nitpick, though. You see big bad guy Loki. Mm -hmm. What does he always have on him? This big bad scepter. Okay, they don't know what it does. There's obviously something magical about it. 
and Loki drops it and then it just gets left behind by everyone on the side of this roof. Well, conveniently placed so Black Widow can pick it up and save the day at the end. Like that (laughs) bothers me so much. Because he got mollywopped and dropped a scepter? And no one did anything about it. No one could have taken it when he was in that uh that like Hulk cell. They could have taken it. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They did. He got it back. He got it back. Because it, it was in the room when they were all arguing, they had. Yeah. It. Then he got. Mm-hmm. Then he got. Then he right, got the right. business on Stark Tower and dropped it. And it was abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think Loki was just concerned with like chaos and. Yeah. Dominion. The, I don't. To I don't him. Know. To, to him, I'll say this. To him, the scepter had done its job. Yeah. He didn't need it anymore. The I'm portal was open. I'm not talking about Loki. I'm talking yeah. about all the heroes. What do you mean they're, all the heroes? They're no down on up. the ground. Yeah. The only one that saw it was Thor when he gave him the business, and then he dropped it, and Thor had gotten stabbed, <laughs> so he was a little preoccupied. And this was pre-Endgame Thor, so he had anger issues, and he wasn't focusing on the scepter. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with the scepter on this one. I don't like it. <laughs> no one else could see it. They didn't know. I could <laughs> see it, and it was there. left sloppily. On the side of a roof. Not sloppily. Yes, huh? No. <laughs> he got the shit kicked out of him, so he had to roll off and get picked up by one of his dirty riders, and then he just left it on the tower to come back. <laughs> dirty riders. Speaking of portals and sh- shooty beams, I don't <laughs> give a crap about this uh, ch- chitlin. Chitari. 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 Chitlin! I- <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? What are they? Whatever. Just those, say he's being controlled by Thanos. I those don't are Thanos's care. friends. They don't yeah, even know just, Thanos. They pull up at the end credits. The yeah. guy, the leader, is talking to Thanos. But like, who are these people? Why couldn't it have just been an army from Asgard or something? They're the so like faceless and nameless. I. I that's care. the point. Well, that's when I start to not care. Who did you not care in Infinity War when they broke through Wakanda? Absolutely. Because they were working for Thanos, like they had. Yeah, that was, they've always that was, been working for Thanos. Yeah, but we don't know Thanos at this point. These are just, these are just like cri- mindless drones working. This is what for I mean. Loki. These are just. This critters. is what I mean. Yeah. Is it's an intentionally not intentionally <laughs> mad, but this movie is a setup <laughs> on purpose. This movie's purposely setting up ten more movies. I think right. that's. I know we said we weren't going to talk about any of the, of the following But we here. We here. We in the air. But that's, I, I mean, this is really like, it, I, and that's where you have to give it credit to. I'm not, I really do enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I didn't, I, I don't dislike this movie, but it is very much a, a setup it's, movie. It's the exposition of the Marvel Cinematic yes. Universe is what it is. It's yes. a it's like a rest stop. Like we've done four movies. Let's take a break, get them all together, and then split them up again. I don't I don't hate this movie at all. I had no. a decent time. But I <laughs> but I remember watching it in theaters and I was just like eh. towards the end of the Infinity Saga when you start to see like the Guardians and Black Panther and Captain Marvel and things get a little bit more flavorful, you know? <laughs> it definitely it definitely gets more interesting for me. Yeah. I don't know if it's in my top five Marvel movies. It's in my top ten, but I don't know about top five. I want to say I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit because 
I think we would be remiss to not talk about uh, Sarah Finn. Mm. She is the casting director for all the Marvel movies Mm -hmm. and her team. She doesn't do it alone, obviously. She has associates and assistants. But, and I I personally think, for the most part, I'll maybe give you a bit character here and there, the casting in these movies, but specifically the Avengers, is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I think it's great, yeah. Except... Jamie Renner's old face. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, I will say. <laughs> I want. I sorry yeah, about it. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. This was Kobe Smulders. One of her first things, right after How I Met Your Mother. I think she mm-hmm. was still in doing How I Met Your Mother when I this. Think so yeah. And she crushes it. Yeah, she is really good. Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson does so well that they <laughs> resurrect him to give him a TV show. Right? Wow. <laughs> and come on, Samuel L. Dixon. Come on, Daddy. Come on, yeah. Nick Fury. Es- essentially uh, retconned Nick Fury for the rest of Marvel Comics. He's making a lot of dialogue look very easy. So yeah. easy, yeah. And a lot of... Joss Whedon is great at dialogue. Let me just say that. But what Samuel Jackson is doing is just like effortless holding it all together. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think there's two people that run away with that. We've already talked about Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, he's a quit machine. But Samuel L. and Mark Ruffalo take this mm-hmm. sci-fi comic book mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. and make it easy on the ears, which is very hard to do. Mm-hmm. See, like when we were talking about The Dark Knight, I know we were talking about the script a little bit, and you were saying like that's how comic books are. They have like those jokey lines that I felt like didn't really fit that movie. Mm-hmm. But in this one... Yeah. I was like, this fits. Like, I'm believing that these people would say this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. movie, and most, not all, most Marvel movies understand what tone they are. And I think it took DC a couple of tries and they mm-hmm. eventually figured it out. I mean, The Dark Knight, I might be backtracking on my own opinion, but <laughs> but The Dark Knight <laughs> is what The Dark Knight is. And it, it it's yeah. a realistic tone. That, of, of yeah, that movie knows mm-hmm. its tone. As and well. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. These are comic book fucking movies you know yeah right carmel did you have any other questions um or did you just have a problem with the big bonk that i mean that was one of my (laughs) my biggest (laughs) because i looked at rashawn and i was like did i miss how he got out of that's what i was wondering as someone who who doesn't partake in them usually is that were there things where you felt where you felt left out no yes that's Oh. I, I surprisingly <laughs> didn't because I've only seen a few. And so I was like, oh, maybe there's going to be, there's obviously going to be lines in there that are for you all who have seen them multiple yeah. times. But I, I I didn't feel left out at all. Like, I, not see? one bit. I did. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I think that's a testament to when I saw it the first time. Um, mm-hmm. When it first came out, it, I felt alienated as a viewer. And Again, this was eight years ago, so I have a plethora of comic book knowledge now, thanks yeah. to my wonderful husband. Um, <laughs> but even watching it back then, I was like, "This, I can't connect to this. It's not. It's all information that's going over my head, uh, down to the tesseract. Like you're introducing this all powerful." 
source of energy that can't be defeated, but then it's defeated. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> which is the, kind of common. The Tesseract is not like defeated. Hold on, the Tesseract is not defeated. Well, it's sent up into space. No, it's not. What the hell? Sent up into space. Oh, that was the nuke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a missile. They take it. They take it back to Asgard. Also, right, can right, you imagine right. being the pilot? Like, uh, yeah, boss. I'll fucking nuke Manhattan. Crazy how quickly that happens. That they're just like, yeah, bomb it. Yeah. Two of them too. I was talking to Josh about that because that's in one of the following movies where they're. The, that's the whole like battle between Captain America and Iron Man, right? Is the kind of yeah, in yeah, in Ultron because of Age of Ultron, there was that small European city that was essentially uh, decimated because mm-hmm. of their fight with Ultron, and the government was like, we need we need to control superheroes. Is that the Commission? Is that who they are? The government? I think. See, that's that's. I think who. Nick Fury was talking to is kind of like a shadow government, like the Illuminati. Mm. <laughs> Actually, no, the Illuminati is its own thing in comics, uh, <laughs> led by Doctor Strange and Mr. Fantastic. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reel it in. <laughs> so, Back to us. so the people that Nick Fury was talking to, I think, were some sort of like a shadow government that like is pulling the strings. Mm. Again, okay. Mellow, co- metaphorical strings. Got it. <laughs> we need to be clear. Sorry. And then, <laughs> and then after, after Ultron, the public government, after seeing the destruction of Slokovia, I think it's called, mm-hmm. this European city, they're like, we need to rein in superheroes, and they need to be registered with the government. Yada 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 yada. Got it. So it's shadow government versus public government. Hmm. But that's like the main. That's a huge conflict in that movie, and in this this one, they're just like, meh, nuke it. Yeah, I will say, <laughs> I will say, I agree with Rashawn on this one, and I think we all kind of come to agreements that the this was still in the age of, yeah, just destroy a city. There's no repercussions, and that's oh. that's kind of what made Man of Steel feel a little dirty for me too. Not to venture off too far, but like, even Superman was when in Man of Steel and Superman was running roughshod over all these buildings and destroying a city it's like uh, i don't know if superman would do that yeah i think also because it is not a um fictional city it's actually new york so Mm. i don't know it feels a little different versus in dc it's just like well it's gotham it's always getting fucked up somehow you know what i mean like it's just kind of different and i buy it in in game not to jump all the way forward but it's the end of the world, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And this, mm-hmm. when it's just New York again and again and again, it's just like, okay. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Does anyone have any other grievances to bear? Otherwise, we got something in store. Not really. No. I, no? I don't know if it feels like we all just didn't like it, but I think we all did. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I. it seems like we had bad things to say but ultimately i think it it is what it is it's an it's a movie that's setting up 10 more movies mm-hmm. i loved it i it's like i said at the beginning it holds a very special place uh in my heart but ultimately it, it it's a it's a it's a slingshot it pulls back and leads to even greater movies and that's not to take anything away from it as a standalone film yeah i think the i think if this had been a standalone film i would have i would probably be ripping into it right now <laughs> Um, just on its own, but because I know 
what it is and what it was setting up and what it was trying to do, obviously it's accomplished it, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 times over. This franchise has redefined what movie making is and what storytelling is. How many freaking spinoff, like franchise worlds are each studio now trying to meld and create because marvel has done it so masterfully so Um, what we're saying is i picked another banger of a movie chill out okay josh all right let's play a game Uh. (laughs) all right everyone gird your loins it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile Avengers fashion, we're not just going to stick to one game. We're going to play three different games. Not full length in each of them, but we're going to play a little snippet of multiple games. Kind of the Avengers of our games. Uh, (laughs) All games that have already shown up on previous episodes. So we're going to start with a little recasting. I know we talked about how good Sarah Finn was earlier. Let's see if you guys are any better. Carmel, Mm -hmm. who you got? So I chose Black Widow. Mm. Okay. And we talked about her earlier, but I... Journey Smollett. Oh, oh shit. yes. Um, now, the movie would have to get remade now because in 2012, she wouldn't be old enough. She wouldn't. But I feel like she is such a badass. And I, when I was watching this movie, I was like, okay, like I love that it's a woman in the role, and we're getting to see her like kick ass and not really give a fuck, but. I want to see some color in there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, mm-hmm. I just feel like it would just give. I mean, I wasn't a little girl when this came out, but I imagine that if I was and I saw a woman of color doing, you know, just oh yeah, getting in there, I'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. I would be so into it. This movie, unfortunately, like the silver and golden age of comics, was very bleached. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean, who do you recast? So I'm going to start by saying that I love Chris Evans so much. Yeah. Um, I don't think these movies are as successful without Chris Evans as Captain America. So good luck. Correct. But I'm still going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to recast Captain America as Trevante Rhodes. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm sweating through my mic. (laughs) I think he can also bring that naive charm that that chris evans does with captain america he's got the physique yes, jesus God. christ he's got the physique <laughs> <laughs> he can fill out that suit and uh have you seen a smile yeah. <laughs> even though captain america in this film smiles maybe twice yeah. argument <laughs> drops um, so trevante I... rhodes when you listen to this rashawn is <laughs> single <laughs> He's married. It's fine. (laughs) I would not not be surprised if we saw him either Marvel or DC eventually. I know for a while there was a push to get him as uh, Green Lantern. I would have loved him as Killmonger. Just gonna say that. Um, I see that. But I'm I'm making him Captain America. Great. I also recast Black Widow uh, because my lovely comic book wealth of knowledge husband told me long ago that (laughs) Black Widow was originally supposed to be one of my all-time favorite actresses. 
Miss Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we I just cannot tell you how much depth and how different this character would have been coming from her. I yeah. I just would I would have been I would be so happy to see something like that. Yes, one hundred percent. I love her. But then uh, yeah, she we wouldn't have had so many good performances that she's had. That's yeah, very true. true. Should have been locked true. down. Yeah, yeah. She was originally cast like they went forward with it and all, but she actually had a contractual obligation to Sony, I believe, mm-hmm. to do a different movie. Mm-hmm. Gulliver's Gull- Travels, starring who? The King Jackson, Jack Black. Jackson okay. Blackson. So he he strikes again in my life. What's <laughs> <Rush> on? <laughs> actually, yeah, she was also when she wasn't supposed to be. Um, Black Widow, they also offered her Peggy Carter. Mm. Oh. Which but is who? <laughs> she hasn't seen Captain America. She's the love interest from the first Captain America who she went on to get her own show. She's phenomenal. She was great. Oh, wow. Which also. She's who he goes back to be with at the end of Endgame. Yes. There is a big push. Right. There is a big push to get her as Mrs. Fantastic now that Disney can do Fantastic Four again. Uh, alongside her husband, John Krasinski, because John Krasinski actually also auditioned for Captain America, got as far as a costume fitting. Mm-hmm. Mm. I could so totally see that also. I yeah. would like to see that. I would like to see it. Uh, my turn yes. for my recast. I'm going to recast Clint Barton, Hawkeye, as me. Next game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't right. know that was an option. Hold on. <laughs> what? Right? All right. We're going to play a little versus. We've done this before. Same rules as before. It's a neutral battleground with a two minimal prep time. So the two characters are fighting it out. This time, however, it is objective. I will be the judge. I will tell you if you're right or wrong. Um, I will say, too, as the stipulation, these are only the movie characters, not don't take their comic book powers and, and levels into consideration. Oh, yeah. And Mella and I know so many yeah, of those. I and, would. and this this is for you, too. <laughs> their powers as of the first Avengers. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Okay. So, so not, Black, Black not Thor circa Endgame, Thor circa Avengers 1. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. Cool. So Your we're still battle. saying, sorry, so, so Bruce Banner has pretty much no control over Hulk. Correct. This is, yeah, this is, he can turn into the Hulk, but once he's the Hulk. Okay. That's what it is. Hit okay. It is, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> Fight one is the Hulk versus Thor. I'm going to say Hulk. Any reason? They're just Because, uh, so they call Hulk out and he basically with his fists pushes that giant metal flying snake <laughs> sure yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no and I know. it like completely destroys so i feel like if hulk i mean if thor doesn't have his hammer he is strong but not as strong as hulk he uses hammer than this though yeah but for the hammer fight he really... has the hammer he has his yeah, hammer. yeah, yeah he, he does base thor he has his hammer yeah um well you i you can't really kill either one of them can you yeah because he's a, a god yeah i think it'd, i'm gonna call a stalemate I'm what? not. I say Thor. Because on the on the hangar, they're just beating the shit out of each other. And I just, yeah. I mean, Bruce 
tried to blow his brains out. And let's say it's boxing rules. Let's say it's not fight to the death. Mm-hmm. But I'm still who, gonna choose Hulk. Who, who gets the most licks in? Because Hulk is so big that I feel like a lot of punches he doesn't really feel. Like he kind of just takes them, but it doesn't like get him down on the ground. Versus one punch from Hulk to Thor's body, done, finish. You're finished. Mm, I'm a uh, yeah. I'm gonna go stalemate. Okay, Lacey, who'd you say? Well, I said Thor because of lightning. But if it's just fist <laughs> to fist. Then. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're only boxing. I'm saying if it's not a fight to the Stop death. Stop laughing at me. I'm, I'm saying if it's not a fight to the death, who wins in a in a in a brawl? Thor, because of the hammer, because right. of the lightning. Because of the lightning. Um, yeah. I'm in my pretty advanced, educated opinion. I'm gonna have to go with a Hulk on this one. Oh, Whatever. For Avengers One, if this was now, because. Thor has progressively leveled up with each movie, and he wasn't truly the god of thunder until Ragnarok. Do you remember that? When he had his sort of awakening? Yes, Mm -hmm. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And the Hulk, per Avengers 1, is sort of a mindless attacking machine. And there is is a world where it's a stalemate, and there might be a world where the lightning wins it. But I'm going to say the majority of the fights, if they fight 100 times, Hulk takes it. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> Yay. fight fight number two Whatever. we got a we got a tag team bout this time okay. okay maria hill and nick fury versus black widow and hawkeye oh i feel like i because i know who's hosting this week i'm i know <laughs> i know <laughs> remind but me you, who maria is kobe smolders okay but you also know my feelings about avengers one movie hawkeye that's still biased <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm going to go with Widow and Hawkeye. That's another thing. I didn't bring this up. But the fact that they survive everything that happens in New York. Mm-hmm. Without I, so much as a cut on their faces. Nothing. Yep. She jumps on an alien uh, little hovercraft and <laughs> yeah, goes that, all the way up to, to Stark Studios. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I said, y'all got any more grievances to hear? He said, no, we're good. And then well, I started the games and he said, hold up. It started coming out. <laughs> it got to awaken me a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, the assassins, I guess. Well, because just going off of this movie and, you know, I don't have any comic knowledge. Can Nick Fury and Maria Hill do anything? Like, Maria as far Hill as... is a badass. She's good. She is. Yeah. I, think, mm-hmm. I think his little arrows, though, would take him out. Yeah. Lacey? Well, I just want to be contradictory, and I also think the well, Avengers if you're wrong, don't get mad then. wouldn't <laughs> shut up. The Avengers <laughs> wouldn't be a thing without Nick Fury. He's not just physical and strong; he's incredibly smart, and he has Maria Hill, who is trained, who's physical, who's strong, who's so fucking smart. I'm gonna pick them, and, and he has a, a grenade launcher. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with Lacey. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm still gonna <laughs> stick with Widow. Whatever. Cause I don't like Hawkeye. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so if this were the comics, Nick Fury washes them by himself. One v two, Maria Hill is there, but in the comics, Nick Fury is essentially Batman. He has a gadget for everything. Mm. He has like 18 LMDs, like model decoys, which are basically just colognes. But in the movie. He hasn't shown enough to beat Black Widow. That doesn't mean he doesn't have it. He just doesn't yeah. show it in this movie. I mean, I honestly didn't know. I thought he was just kind of like 
getting everybody together. He's just like a, a an FBI agent, essentially. He's trained. He's in, a spy. In, That's what they said. Him, yeah, him and Maria Hill are great shots. Hawkeye's a better shot, and in this movie, Black Widow is better at hand-to-hand combat than Captain America in this movie. So this round goes to Black Widow and Hawkeye. Oh, two, uh, two. Whatever. Whatever. Round three. <laughs> Loki versus Agent Coulson. <gasps> Josh! This... <laughs> that is <laughs> mean! It's fucking rude, man. That is round four. Mean. Who's hotter? <laughs> I will say I want to touch on this. Tom Hiddleston fucking destroys. Yeah, he he's does. In, he's, he's so good. You know what? Should... What that... also should be destroyed? Uh, that wig. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> we are not a fan. He uh, he auditioned for Thor. That's how he got the role of Loki. I could not see. And then I couldn't see that. They could not find an actor to play Thor. And then the first Star Trek remake came out, and this uh, Kenneth Branagh saw Chris Hemsworth. In the opening, oh, he's his sequence. dad. Yeah, no, he's and he's so phenomenal in that it. opening sequence. And he got called in and got Thor. Wow. All right, hmm. final round: Cap versus Iron Man. Who the age-old question? Ah. Pr- mm. Circa Avengers one. Remember? Oh, Iron Man. Uh, Cap. Oh, you guys had that so fast. Um. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think I'm gonna go Iron Man on this one. When in doubt, vote Cap. Why Cap? I mean... Iron Man's got all that little tinky stuff going on with his heart. <laughs> I've watched the first two movies. He is not well health-wise. Take, He's not. Take his little stuff out. Yeah, but like, too. okay, in this... Oh, never mind. I was going to use like the scepter because he couldn't have been mind-controlled, but we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> I the, feel... scepter, the only reason he didn't get mind-controlled is because it didn't hit his skin. If Loki had moved the scepter two inches to the right... Instead of tapping it, whatever's... Oh. I thought he had 18 oh. times... <laughs> I, I thought, thought it had to all. be his heart. Yeah, me too. I thought it was his heart. Well, if it's supposed to be his heart, then why is he poking him in the dead center of his chest? <laughs> I don't know. It worked for old, old face. Yeah, because so, it's not supposed to be. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't care. <laughs> Round four goes to Iron Man. Yeah! Later in the series, I would maybe give it to Cap. Yeah. Cap's a master strategist. He knows what he's doing. But even as late as Civil War, it took Cap and Bucky to take down yeah because he has a new suit after iron man 3 this is garbage he has the mark 7 he has a new suit in this one too yeah but it's all (laughs) jarvis help me (laughs) (laughs) no cap would wash him chris evans and trevante wash him i look at those smiles look at those lips those buns (laughs) wait did carmella just win the the versus round yes (laughs) she did she did technicalities whatever Final game. We got a little bit of trivia. Just a little bit. Oh, oh my Lord. God. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We so, had to have lost at least 50 subscribers after this call. Seriously. So I'm going to. Don't ask any name... Black Sabbath questions. <laughs> what song did Iron Man play over the speakers when he was flying it? I'm just kidding. Got it. Yeah. Iron Maiden. I'm going to name three. Is this a real question? I'm, I'm explaining the <laughs> trivia now. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to name three Marvel characters. <laughs> you have to tell me which one is real. <laughs> okay. I made up the other ones. Okay. okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. A, Howard the Duck. B, Peggy the Squirrel. <laughs> or C, James the Cat. I know. I know. Carmella? Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
I would like to go with Peggy the Squirrel. Mm. Peggy the Squirrel. Okay. Lacey, you raise your hand first. Quack, quack. Howard the Duck. Rashawn? Wait, are we doing which one's real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. I said how I, I think Howard the Duck. Too late. <laughs> you said, you Peggy, said the Peggy the Squirrel. Cheating <laughs> off of Lacey's paper. Rashawn, Howard the Duck. That is correct. Howard the Duck appears in multiple MCU movies, voiced by Seth Green. <laughs> He's even in Endgame in the portal scene. He shows up in the corner. Hmm. Round two, which of these is a real Marvel character? A, Lady Love. B, Stilt Man. C, Karate Kid. I'm going to go with Lady Love. Lady Love? Rashawn? Was A again? Lady Love. Lady Love? Was B? Stilt Man? And what's the right answer? <laughs> uh, almost worked. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Stiltman. Stiltman. Uh, I'm gonna say Lady Love because Karate Kid is not a Marvel superhero, but it is a fun movie. Wax on, wax off. The correct <laughs> answer is B. Stiltman. No, it's not. He also <laughs> appears in the Daredevil Netflix series. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Final round. Rashawn's a man to beat. Name the real Marvel character. Is it A, the living eraser, <laughs> B, armless tiger man, or C, dupe, as in D-O-O-P? Oh, Lord. Will you repeat the question, please? <laughs> Is it A, the living eraser, B, armless tiger man, or C, dupe? I'm going to say armless tiger man. I will say dupe. Dupe. Rashawn, you're going with dupe, you said? Yeah. The correct answer is all of the above. No! (laughs) Oh, my God. Reaching at the bottom of the barrel. Seriously. Oh, the living eraser, dupe, Mm -hmm. and armless tiger man is also a real character. Is he actually armless? Yeah. All right, y'all. So wrapping things up for the Avengers episode, I think we can come to a few conclusions. Mm-hmm. I'd be picking bangers. Okay. <laughs> relax, relax. That Avengers, while seeming meh, was not. And mm. uh, $1.5 billion worth of audience members would tend to agree with me. <laughs> you even and, said it was. And I said, I said, if it's meh, it's intentionally mad. I don't think it is. And final point, I should be Hawkeye. That I agree okay, with agree. one of those statements. Hashtag old face. <laughs> Hashtag old face. <laughs> Normally, we end each episode with a round of six degrees of separation to give a little hint about what next week's episode is going to be. Uh, we won't be doing that this week, though, because the next two weeks we have something special in store for you guys. Just gonna have to wait and find out. No, 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 that's a proper introduction. They playing your ass for a fool. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. I just want to take another look at you. I can do this all day. And that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. We'd love if you took a moment and rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Cinephile Attack. 
And if you have any suggestions for a new episode or you want to just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Bella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.